Today our hearts are open to that which the Lord would desire to do in our presence this morning, but this morning I am so honored to have the privilege to assemble. While many of our brothers and sisters in Christ do not have this privilege this morning, let us not take for granted that which has been allotted to us, and that is this opportunity to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Those that's joining us by way of live stream this morning, let me just welcome you into this service today, and let me just uh, say from our hearts, it is our honor to have you joining with us. Many of you are there faithfully every week, and we're so thankful for that. And uh, we say a special good morning and God bless you today to, to our online audience uh, this morning. And uh, today, this is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Is anybody rejoicing this morning of the goodness of God? Amen. Here it is, January the 9th, 2022. And... Uh, we're about halfway through our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, I pray that that is going well for you. And uh, this morning, uh, know this, that we're praying with you and for you. And uh, we're praying that God is going to uh, speak into our lives during this season in a very special, special way. So uh, continue to pray, continue to go before the Lord, continue to have that time of personal consecration. And uh, I believe the Lord is going to bless you for that which you're doing in this season. If you're visiting with us this morning, let me say a very special welcome to you as well. Uh, it's our honor to have you in the house of the Lord with us. Let me also say before we go to class, before we get into the word this morning, uh, first of all, if you see uh, Sister Debbie this morning, uh, you can tell her happy birthday. She is another year younger today. Uh, that's what we think anyway, but, uh, and, uh, so, uh, but uh, so thankful for, for all that she does for the church behind the scenes and does a lot of things. She's, she's not one you'll see on the platform often. It's usually by kicking and screaming uh, that I get her up here, but uh, she is a very vital part of what takes place here. So we, we honor her this morning, and uh, we say thank you for, for all that she does for the church as well as for myself. And uh, also, and we mentioned last week, uh, for those especially that's uh, watching online as well as those here in the sanctuary, uh, our website will be hopefully up and running by the end of the month. It's going to be much better than what we've ever had. And uh, so we'll be able to have a platform to work from uh, with all of the craziness of our world and all of the censorship that's continued to go on. If for whatever reason we was to end up getting removed from some of the social media platforms. We will have a platform where we'll still be able to live stream our services. So we'll be telling you more about that when that gets up and running. Uh, but it is nearly complete and ready to go. So we'll be able to live stream from there as well. And you'll also be able to financially contribute if you'd like from that place as well. Uh, but as well as uh, I want to say thank you as you continue to support. We don't talk about offerings and tithes a lot, uh, but faithfully you all find these uh, offering boxes every week and you have supported this ministry in a very loving way and uh, we are ever so grateful for it and uh, we say thank you. Uh, it allows us to do what we do and uh, we're believing and trusting that this year will continue to be that. Uh, but also uh, in the world that we live, everything is changing. So if you'd like to give electronically, 
you can simply text the word GIVE uh, to 765-329-2442 and uh, just follow the prompts and you're able to give that way as well now. And uh, it's pretty nifty. Uh, that way, I know some of you don't like cash, some of you don't like cards and all those things, so now you got it on a phone. So we try to accommodate you. Uh, but if you'd like to give that way, uh, please utilize that. And uh, we say thank you in advance. And uh, God bless you for your support. Also, you, we, a lot of things have changed at the beginning of the year. And one other thing that I'll mention, then we'll get into the word this morning is you will start seeing probably next week, you'll start seeing some of the men that you're very familiar with here, uh, but you'll see them kind of walking uh, the grounds and uh, monitoring all of the grounds as well as the buildings. And uh, as we continue to have a, uh, a, an increase, uh, uh, and we're thankful for all that God is doing, but also an increase in uh, online presence. Uh, and we know this, that our world is crazy. And there is a lot of... Uh, uh, mental illness. There's a lot of people that are disturbed and uh, we want everybody to come and we want everybody to feel welcome, but we also want everybody to go home safe. And uh, so over the last year, uh, we have had a few men that has went through some training uh, and things of that nature. And uh, they are going to begin serving as our safety and our security team. And if you see them men, uh, they will help you any way they can. If you have any questions or you have any concerns, uh, feel free to approach those men and uh, you will be able to identify them by the little black thing in their ear, all right? So I'm not going to tell them, tell you their names, up, uh, but just for that reason, they'll be scattered throughout the sanctuary and across the property. And especially as we have things going on in this building and the other building with our children, we want our children to be safe and we want you to go home safe, okay? So we're not, uh, we're not trying to make anybody uncomfortable. And uh, our doors are open as well as our arms are open and we're going to love everybody, but we want everybody to be safe, okay? So you'll be seeing some of that over the next, uh, next few weeks as well, all right? So I believe that's all I have for you. Don't forget ministry class, 5.30 this evening. Uh, I invite you to come be part of that. We'll be done probably 6.30, quarter to 7, something like that usually. Uh, no longer than 7. Um, but uh, tonight uh, we're going to be a busy day today for us. We'll be leaving about 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so pray for me. We've got, a, got three conferences we're going to be doing this coming week, as well as ministering in other places, as well as meeting with uh, with some medical professionals as well as some of the government officials there in Belize. So we'll be uh, leaving at 2 o'clock uh, in the morning. So we'll get us a nap this afternoon, all right? So pray for us. And, uh, but it's going to be a great, great week in the Lord, all right? So those of you going to class, feel free to do so at this time. And those in the sanctuary, I'm going to invite you to open up your Bibles if you have them with you. I pray that you do. Uh, uh, the sound of rustling pages is still something that's very, very precious in the house of the Lord. But if you don't uh, have your Bible with you and you have it in electronic form, just shake your electronic vice. Maybe it'll sound like pages this morning. I don't know. Uh, you can try it and see. But, uh, but uh, we are uh, thankful this morning that we have, our, have the Bible with us. Uh, Judges chapter number 13. Judges chapter number 13. I'm going to do my best uh, to share with you in a timely manner today, uh, and uh, I have a lot that I would like to share with you, and uh, so I'm going to give you a sermon in about 
35 or 40 minutes. How's that? I'll give you just a whole series uh, in, in this amount of time if the Lord would help me. Uh, but a very familiar passage of Scripture for many people, I'm sure. Uh, but I began to be drawn back to this passage of Scripture this, uh, this week as I was just spending time alone with the Lord and seeking direction for our time today. And the first thing that I would say to you is before we read our text this morning, let me remind you that the prophet Isaiah he simply had this to say in Isaiah 55 and verse number 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is talking about the ways of the Lord and the thoughts of the Lord. How many knows that his ways is truly higher than ours? And sometimes that means we have a really hard time understanding what's going on. And there is a level of frustration that comes with that when you don't really know what's going on. And uh, so today I sense that we're in that place as a nation and as a world for that matter, that there is a lot of frustration, there's a lot of uncertainty, and uh, as we continue to navigate through a lot of the uncertainty of our time, there is an escalating of frustration. And when there is frustration, oftentimes it gives birth to fear and it gives birth to anxiety. And uh, I will tell you that across the spectrum this week, I have dealt with people that have been joyful. And then I have dealt with people that have been stricken with fear in a tremendous manner. And it is heartbreaking. And, uh, and today, I don't make light of those emotions and those feelings. And uh, we are all human. Uh, but I believe that as men and women of God, we must understand one thing very clearly in this season, and that is this, that God is still in control. And we do not have to have all of the answers. We just have to be willing to put our faith and our trust in him and allow him to begin to reveal himself to us as we take this journey called life. And let me remind you that it is a journey of faith, and uh, we must understand that today. But in the midst of all of the craziness, I find and, uh, that there is a presence of the Spirit of the Lord that is coming back to men and women of faith. I believe that we may struggle with trying to articulate maybe what we're feeling or what we're sensing, but across the body of Christ, there are men and women that's giving themselves to the Word of God and giving themselves to times of prayer and consecration and finding themselves uh, developing and improving, uh, for lack of a better word, their relationship with Christ. They are sensing that there is a freshness of the Holy Spirit. And uh, you may say, how is it that we can experience that in the midst of everything that's going on. I hope that I'm able to try to bring some clarity to that this morning for a few moments. If the Lord would help me, I want to use this passage of scripture uh, from Judges chapter number 13, the first five verses. Uh, we're going to read together, but I'm going to try to minister on the purpose of our visitation. The purpose of our visitation. I'm going to ask you if you're able to stand in reverence of the reading of the word this morning. Uh, if you're not able, I totally understand. 
but thank you for, for, for reverencing the, the, the word of the Lord. Judges chapter 13, beginning in verse number 1. It says, And the church and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. And there was a certain man of Zoar of the family of the Danaites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Let us pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the men and women of God in this room, as well as those that are joining us by way of technology today. And Father, today I pray that for the next few moments that you would anoint this vessel of clay, Lord, to speak your word as you have given your word and your revelation to me in the recent days and recent hours. And Father, today I pray that I would decrease so that you could increase and I pray that our ears would be open and our hearts would be open to receive and to hear that which you have for us today. And we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for the increase in the lives that's been touched in Jesus' name. And the church says, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you again for honoring the word of the Lord. For a few moments today, I want to take you on a journey with me through a time in history in which God began to do an unexpected thing on behalf of a people and on behalf of a nation. We find in the text that we read together just a moment ago that the children of Israel had done evil in the sight of the Lord. The second thing that we see is this, that it was the Lord that delivered these men into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. It was a season that was filled with storms and struggles and challenges. We find that it is throughout Scripture that we see when God judges his people, it is often in a 40-year cycle. Now, however, let me remind you of this truth. When God brings a time of correction to his people or to a nation, it is for their redemption not for their destruction. We see among them, however, in the midst of this time of judgment, in this time of really very difficult season, a time where it was very stormy for the children of Israel, that there was a man of the family of the Danaanites, he was of the tribe of Dan, whose name was Manoah. And now this is what we know about Manoah. He was married. I don't know if we should celebrate that or cry for him. We'll celebrate just so we stay in good standings, all right? But we know little about Manoah and his wife. Uh, the scripture doesn't tell us much. Some theologians, there's some rabbis believe that Manoah's wife was of the tribe of Judah, and, uh, but her name is never mentioned in scripture. Uh, and this is simply a few things that we do know. Manoah's name simply means rest. And it is obvious that both him and his wife both was sensitive to the things of the Lord in 
some manner and on some level when you read the story. The only thing that is made clear, however, to us concerning his wife is this, that she was barren, meaning this, she was unable to bring forth children. But on a particular day, she had an unexpected guest and she is spoken to by the angel of the Lord. I don't know about you, but when unexpected things happen, it can be exciting. We find in Judges chapter 13, verse number 3, notice it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said, Behold, now thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive, and bear a son. She immediately was faced with her condition. And this condition she knew very well. However, in the midst of her struggle, in the midst of her barrenness, we find that there is a message of hope that is given to her. The angel of the Lord said, I understand that you are now barren, but you are going to conceive and you are going to bear a son. What emotions this lady must have experienced in that moment. Notice that which had been impossible for an extended period of time was now been given voice to, and she is now hearing that the impossible is becoming possible. Could it really be that life was going to come from this barren womb? It was in that same moment that she was faced also with a call to surrender. Because when you read this story again, you find that the angel of the Lord made it very clear to her that that which she was going to give birth to was filled with purpose. Let me give you verse 4 and 5 again. It says, Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Notice the angel of the Lord made it clear that the generation that was in her womb would begin to challenge the darkness that was around them in the present. And when we read through this story, we see that then she is so taken back by this encounter that when she begins to have conversation with her husband in the following verses that I want to give you just to lay a foundation this morning, we find that she was so called up that she didn't even ask him his name. She didn't even ask him where he came from. And we find this uh, because she had heard something that touched her heart because for so long she had found herself in a state where there was no life. Notice what it says in verse 6 and 7 of this same chapter. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. But I asked him not whence he was, neither told me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and now don't drink any wine nor strong drink, don't eat any unclean thing, for the child will be a Nazarite from the womb to the day of his death." But notice how Manoah responded in this conversation. He responded with some amazing faith. 
In verse number eight and nine, it says that Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came unto the woman as she sat in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. I want to pause there just for a moment and notice he simply said, all, all Manoah knows, notice this, he hasn't seen the angel of the Lord, he hasn't, he hasn't had a dream, he hasn't had a vision. His wife comes running to him, filled with emotion, and says, listen, I just had an encounter, he, there was a guy that stopped by my house, uh, he simply had a countenance that was like the angel of God, he said that I was going to bring forth the son, he also told me that I couldn't eat, couldn't drink certain things. Things, uh, because this child was going to be a Nazarite from his birth to his death. Uh, and he simply, all, that's all he heard. And he simply said, okay, oh Lord, I'm asking you to send him again because I need some more things to go on because I need some instructions. And he simply said, Lord, let him come so that we can be instructed on how to teach that which you are bringing to us. He was not doubting. He was not full of uncertainty, but he was embracing what the word of the Lord had been given to his wife. Now, notice what he says. If you read on in 8 and 9, after he simply says, Oh, Lord, let the man of God, which you didn't notice, God simply heard the voice and God sent him again. But then in verses 11 and 12, Manoah arose and went after his wife after the return of the angel of the Lord came. And he looks at him and he simply says this, are you the man that spoke to my wife? And he simply says, I am. Notice what Manoah does in this conversation. He says, now let thy words come to pass. He didn't say five years from now. He didn't say 10 years from now, but he said, right now, let that which you proclaim come to pass. And then he goes on to say, how shall we order the child and how shall we do unto him? The angel of the Lord, when you read through this passage, simply then says, do as I have shared with the woman. Let her keep herself in a place of consecration. Let her make sure that she brings herself to a place uh, where she can bring to life that which God is desiring to do in this moment. Today, I must ask you and I the following question today. How are we responding to that which God is birthing in this hour? Are we responding in doubt or are we responding in faith? I, I, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes this morning. Faith is the key that unlocks the will of the Father in your life. Not doubt, not uncertainty, but faith is the key that unlocks the will of the Father in your life. It appears that Manoah by faith received the word and he welcomed the challenge to help raise up that which God was birthing on behalf of Israel. We find that in recent days as I've been going into the word and spending time in prayer, I began to understand that which I've known for many years, but it began to be amplified in my spirit is this. I was reminded that we today are completely dependent upon the Lord and only upon him because he is really truly only our source. 
I also feel like the Lord has given me something to share with you this morning from the basis of this story. As I begin to compare the time of Samson, that is the son's name that was brought forth by Manoah and his wife, we know that as Samson was given birth, in the hour in which he lived and the current hour in which we live, I believe there is something similar taking place in the spiritual realm in this season. Please allow me to share for a few moments uh, that which I feel like the Lord has given me for you and I today. Please know, like then, in the present, we as a nation have done evil in the sight of the Lord. Please know, we as a nation, as well as a church within this nation, have been walking contrary to the instructions of God's word for many years. We have abandoned his principles and we have embraced the world. Now, I am not trying to present to you a gospel that is unobtainable or impossible to live. But please hear me. While they may say the end, let me back up just for a moment. We find today that in this hour and in this moment... There's a lot of rhetoric that's been given to men, not just from podiums that has been instructed and built by the world, but also from houses of worship where the word of the Lord is no longer proclaimed and preached, but we have now began to give people teaching instructions on how to live a better life now and all of those things without taking the full gospel message, which means that there has to be a death of an old man and there has to be the birthing of a new man. Now, I'm not trying to be difficult this morning, but notice with me, then and now there is some things that are similar. We notice this, that because of our behavior in the last several years, we can now find ourselves in a current situation in which we are now being ruled by ungodly and evil men and women that are not concerned about the will or the purpose of God for his people. While they may say at the end of their speeches, God bless America, this morning they don't even know who God is. But God has allowed it. And he has allowed it because he is desiring for a people to repent and to turn back to him because I firmly believe that he is not done with us as an individual and as a church and as a nation today. But know this, God always has a people. And just like Manoah and his wife in that time in history... There is a remnant called the church today that God has, uh, and you and I have to ask ourselves, are we part of that remnant this morning? While it has been through a time uh, uh, that has seemed to be barren, notice with me, we could talk many things about the church in recent years. Men could simply say, well, it's not what it used to be. There isn't any miracles. There isn't any signs. There isn't any wonders. There isn't any of this or that. But notice with me, I truly believe that in this season of time that there is a fresh visitation of the Holy Spirit uh, because God is getting ready to birth something again in the church uh, that is going to bring about a 
an unexpected change in the world in which we live. That is why there is something different about this time of prayer and personal consecration at the beginning of this year. It is not just to purge us, but it is to create a place of purity for that which has been birthed in the spirit in this hour. Notice with me the remnant throughout history has been moved by the leading of the spirit and has experienced great victories. But I believe this morning that our greatest victories are still ahead. I want you to notice a few things that this child did uh, when he uh, was birthed uh, and he began to walk uh, in a manner uh, that God had called him to. Now, you know the life of Samson. Uh, he was a man that had his struggles. Uh, he had his faults. Uh, he had his error. Uh, and he had his challenges for sure. Uh, but there was something about him. God raised him up to be a deliverer uh, and to begin to set the stage uh, for something Something different than what was currently going on. Uh, but we notice upon his birth, we see that the child began to grow, uh, and it says that the Lord blessed him, uh, and that as he grew, the Spirit of the Lord began to move on him at times. Uh, and we find that as the Lord began to move upon him, uh, he faced some great obstacles, uh, but we find that in the midst of those obstacles, uh, there was a supernatural strength that was displayed. Uh, and let me look at just a few of those with you this morning. Uh, we find if you was to read Judges chapter 14 verse 5 and 6, uh, you would find that Samson went down with his mother and his father uh, into a neighboring area and they came to the vineyard uh, and there was a young lion that began to roar against him uh, but the, says the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him uh, and notice uh, a mere man uh, he simply rent him as he would have rent a kid uh, and he had nothing in his hand, uh, but he told not his father or his mother what he did. Uh, notice with me, uh, he was walking. Uh, there was a young lion that began to roar, uh, but he simply uh, took that thing with his bare hands uh, and he destroyed a lion. Uh, now, we find that that takes supernatural strength. He doesn't have the ability in himself, uh, but the Lord began to move on him. Uh, we find, if you read down a little further in that chapter and what's to read verse 19, uh, you would find uh, that there was a group of individuals that began to come against him, uh, but at one time he destroyed 30 men. Uh, he slew them uh, and destroyed them. Uh, we find then, uh, after doing that, uh, that there began to be a great uprising uh, of the Philistines and said, who brought this devastation? Uh, as they did that, they said it was Samson. Uh, and the reason for it is because uh, that they was keeping his wife from him. Uh, and now we find that they began and they went and slaughtered his wife and his father-in-law. Uh, and we find that upon that encounter, uh, he then went, uh, one man uh, at one time, uh, he captured 300 foxes, uh, tied their tails together in the time of harvest uh, and lit them on fire. And they went and destroyed the harvest of the land. Uh, can I tell you that's supernatural strength. Uh, we find that then uh, after that, uh, we find that there again, there's an uprising against him. Uh, and in verse number, uh, chapter 15, verse number eight, we find uh, that there was a slaughter of an untold number uh, that one man brought about. Uh, you go a little further in his life and you will see uh, that there was a time where his own people came against him, 3,000 of them actually. 
And they came up and said, listen, uh, you're causing such disruption uh, that we're going to turn you in. Uh, and he simply says, I'll let you bind me with those no ropes that you have in your possession. That's fine, as long as you promise that you're not going to come against me. And they said, we're not going to come against you, Samson, uh, but you're causing so much trouble, we're going to give you to the Philistines. They can do whatever they want. Uh, and they took those ropes and tied him. Uh, 3,000 of them walked him down. Uh, and as they began to try to present him to the enemy, me, uh, we find that the, there was such an anointing in his life uh, that it says those ropes began to be burned as slack, uh, and he broke those ropes, uh, and he slew a thousand men at one time. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's pretty impressive. Uh, but then we find uh, that through great opposition, he came down into a city. Uh, they heard that he was there, the city of Gaza, and as he's there, they said, listen, he's shut in, meaning this, uh, every night, Gaza... It was a great fortified city. Uh, every night the gates would be closed and barred. Uh, nobody was getting out. Nobody was coming in because it was a great fortified city. Uh, and we find that as they laid in wait for him at midnight, uh, he gets up from where he was uh, and they say, we've got him now. Uh, but notice a normal man, uh, he grabs a hold of the gates of the city, iron gates for that uh, matter. Uh, he breaks them free from the walls of that city uh, and he carries them up to a hill near Hebron, uh, which is 30 miles away. Uh, now, I'd like to see some men in the natural uh, just pick up some iron gates and carry them for 30 miles. Uh, can I tell you, God was doing something uh, in this young man's life uh, that nobody understood uh, and that nobody really understood what the purpose was. Uh, but what it was, was there was beginning to be a war fault that others was not even having an appetite for at that time. Uh, but God said, he is the one that I'm using to begin to bring about deliverance. Uh, I'm disturbing. I'm disrupting. Uh, I, I, I'm destroying the grip or the stronghold uh, that the Philistines have on my people. Uh, but we find that then uh, all of these amazing stories, uh, but then we find uh, that Samson uh, in the midst of his weakness, in the midst of his uncertainty uh, and trying to figure out life and thinking he could do things his own way, uh, which is a picture of what the church began to do in the last 45 years. Uh, we've got this thing figured out. I can handle it. Uh, I, I can do it how I want to and still have God favor me and move on me. Uh, we find that Samson got his eyes on a lady by the name of Delilah. Uh, can I tell you, Delilah is a picture of the world. Uh, it looks beautiful. Uh, it looks enticing. Uh, it looks like it brings you all the things that you need. Uh, oh, she was beautiful. Uh, oh, she was attractive. Uh, oh, she even let him lay his head in her lap. Uh, but she, he did not realize uh, that his enemy uh, had hired her uh, to find out what his source of strength really was. Uh, and while he was able to resist for a season, uh, and while he was able to get past the bowstrings, uh, while he was able to get past uh, the new ropes, uh, and while he was able to get past the web. Uh, there was a time uh, where he was been pressed day after day after day. Uh, and the Bible says that finally after being pressed daily, uh, he told her all of his heart. Uh, and he began to speak to her and tell her uh, that there has never been a razor on my head. Uh, notice with me, his power, his strength was not in his hair. Uh, but his power and his strength was in the covenant uh, that he had always 
always kept, uh, and that was the Nazarite vow. Uh, notice with me, uh, as long as he was in covenant, uh, even though he wasn't getting it right every time, uh, God was still moving on his behalf. Uh, but you know the story. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read it this morning. Uh, but we find uh, that in this story, uh, she knew that he had told her all of his heart. She called to the Philistines, uh, and as she laid him in her lap uh, and began to stroke his hair, uh, she called in some men, and they began to cut the locks of his hair. Uh, and the Bible says that the strength departed from him, uh, and Samson did not know it. Uh, and we find that then uh, the mighty men came in, and they began to beat him by him burned his eyes out and then they put him in fetters and took him down to the prison house and he began to grind in the meal. What am I saying this morning? Samson had been moved on by power and the authority of the Holy Spirit and he had failed to keep that which God had always said for him to keep until his death. And if the story ended there, it would be a devastating story. But if you read a verse after that him been put in the prison house you will find that it says but then the hair began to grow again what am I saying in this story is that I find that in recent days as I've been in prayer along with the Lord I began to realize that the purpose of the visitation to Manoah and his wife was to birth a deliverance it was not necessarily simply to just to bring about a slaughter uh, to a young lion. Uh, it was not really about simply uh, just bringing in where 300 foxes would go burn some fields. Uh, it wasn't really the purpose. Uh, it wasn't about the thousand uh, that he slew at one time. Uh, it wasn't about carrying the gates of Gaza to the hill over by Hebron. That really wasn't the purpose. Uh, but I began to realize uh, that there was something uh, that was yet to be completed. Uh, now we understand that possibly uh, Samson probably could have done more than what he did uh, if he would consecrate it uh, and fully surrendered. Uh, but we know this, uh, that God in all of his mercy and all of his grace, uh, when the hair began to grow back on Samson's head, uh, that we find that he began to call out to the Lord. Uh, and on one particular day, uh, they began to bring and make sport and they said, uh, bring us Samson. Uh, so here they come. They bring blind Samson out. Uh, all of the evil men of the Philistines is there. Uh, all of those that are supporting their efforts and applauding their greatness was there. Uh, they're in the Colosseum, uh, but in this Colosseum, uh, there is some that's saying, oh, look at him. Uh, he used to be the one that was a problem for us, but now we've conquered him. Uh, now today is the day that we're going to bring death and destruction destruction to him. We've humiliated him. We've distracted everything in such a manner. But now what they did not realize, they failed to notice that there was a covenant that was being restored. There was strength that was beginning to come back. And because of the cry, the purpose of Samson's visitation on this planet earth was about to be brought into fulfillment in this very moment. In the most unexpected 
unexpected hour uh, in the most unexpected way. Uh, and I got to tell somebody this morning, on this Sunday morning, uh, in the midst of great uncertainty, uh, in the midst of fear all around us, uh, in the midst where people's afraid to go out of their house again, uh, in the midst where people are saying, I just don't know if I can do this or that. Uh, can I tell you there is something moving? Uh, there is something changing. Uh, and there is a covenant relationship that's coming back to the remnant of God's people. Uh, and God is not done with us yet, uh, but we're just about to walk in the fullness uh, of the power and the anointing of the Lord. Uh, Please hear me this morning. Uh, we find that Samson, uh, he comes out. Uh, they're laughing. Uh, they're mocking. Uh, they're scorning. Uh, much like they're saying today. Uh, oh, the church is no longer relevant. Uh, it no longer has a purpose. Uh, we don't need a preacher back in the platform. Uh, we don't need this and we don't need that. Uh, but we find what they don't realize uh, is that there's some men and women that's been along with God. Uh, yeah, it may feel like we've been in some chains and some and some. It may feel like uh, that we have been uh, those that have lost our vision at times. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, in this moment of time, Samson, uh, he began to cry out to God and said, God, uh, let me, uh, let me just one more time experience that which I felt before. Uh, and there was a young lad that was present. Uh, and he looked at that young lad and he simply said, uh, would you be so kind uh, to just lead me to the pillar? Uh, listen, uh, he said, I just want you to take me to the pillars. Uh, I don't care what they're doing. Uh, I don't care what they're saying. Uh, but i got a purpose. Uh, and I believe this revelation come to him by the anointing of God. Uh, and as he went to the pillars, uh, it says he went to the middle of, middle of the pillars. Uh, and he put a hand on one and a hand on the other. You know the story. Uh, I don't have to re-preach it this morning. Uh, but i got to use the story to show you what God showed me in the spirit uh, this week. Uh, he simply said, uh, as he put his hands there, uh, and he put his hands there, it says that he bowed before the Lord. Uh, and when he bowed before the Lord, uh, all of a sudden uh, he began to push with great strength. Uh, great anointing came back. Uh, and all of a sudden the pillars began to shake. Uh, everybody that was exalted above him uh, was evil men, uh, demonic men. Uh, they was bringing hardship uh, and difficulty to the people of God but the one that they was making sport of was about to bring death to them and can I tell you when he began to push on those pillars all of a sudden the Bible says that he destroyed more in his death than he did in all of his life he went out victorious what I'm telling you this morning is this is that I heard the Lord say very clearly he said tell my people not to be full of anxiousness get rid of the spirit of fear uh, and began to trust in me, uh, began to commit their way to me, uh, began to delight in me again in the midst of darkness. Uh, he said, because I am raising up a generation. Uh, he said, the purpose of my visitation now uh, is to give birth to a one, uh, a generation uh, that is once again going to bring a deliverance to my people. Uh, and he says, we're not messing around. Uh, I heard the Lord say very clearly in my spirit. Uh, he said, it's not about a lion. Uh, it's not about 30 men, it's not about 100 men, it's not about 1,000 men, but he said, this is the generation that I'm leading to the pillars. And he said, I am going to remove the pillars that is upholding the wickedness. And in this nation, can I tell you, it may look dark, it may look full of doom and gloom, but I come to 
tell somebody this morning uh, that on a Sunday morning when maybe you don't feel like shouting, uh, when it may feel like everything's closing in on you, uh, can I tell you there's a church uh, that is covered by the blood of Jesus uh, that God is taking to the middle pillars uh, and we're about to push uh, like we've never pushed uh, and there's about to be a removing uh, of that which has held up uh, the most evil and the most vile men of our day uh, and those that thought they was untouchable. Uh, God is bringing down. Uh, there is a correction coming. Uh, there is a glory that's returning. Uh, there is a church that's going to be triumphant. Uh, listen, uh, you ought to go ahead and just give God praise right now uh, because there is a change coming. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It may look like it's defeated. It may look like it's over. Uh, it may look like we can't go any further. Uh, but I want to say this to you. I am thankful uh, that it's not over yet. Uh, he woke us up this morning, uh, and therefore his grace and his mercy is new today. Uh, but as we go to a place of personal consecration uh, and a time of prayer, uh, listen, uh, he is bringing revelation concerning the purpose uh, of this present hour visitation. Uh, and it is because uh, that there is a Samson anointing uh, coming back to the body of Christ uh, and that which has brought destruction uh, is about to taste destruction. Somebody give him a shout of praise this morning. I'm not gonna keep you long. Come to the music this morning. I believe I've heard the Lord say very clearly in my spirit the last few days. That I am restoring the power in my church for the purpose of the removing of the pillars. Let me say this again so we understand this morning. Pillars are that which held up the evil men and those that rejoiced with them. I want to make this very clear. I do not celebrate the destruction of any man or any woman. I do not celebrate the fall of any man or any woman. But we're in a place today where there is a change that must take place. And there are many that God has been faithful to bring visitation to them. And he has given them a space of time to repent but they have rebelled and they have rejected and they have walked away. And because of that, the Lord is wiping his hands of them and saying, you have made your choice. But we're in a place today Well, we have to wake up and realize it cannot continue as it is. You see, the children of Israel was in the care of the Philistines for 40 years and they didn't just get delivered in very one incident. It was a process that God began to move and disrupt the enemy and then we find that there began to be a crumbling of their hold. We today as a nation 
we today as a church within the nation because of past behaviors we find ourselves in the present condition that God has allowed and this has been allowed so that we could come to a place of redemption not a place of destruction and as we come to this place of redemption this visitation that we find ourselves experiencing in this hour the presence of God is very similar to that which Manoah's wife had it was unexpected but he simply said I understand that you're barren right now but you're getting ready to conceive and you're going to bring forth a son and he's going to begin to deliver Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Because of what's taking place, spiritually speaking, in this time frame, there is a call going forth to the church in America, and please don't miss this this morning. There's a call going forth to the church in America today, much like the call that was given to Manoah's wife. Don't drink any strong drink. Don't eat any unclean food because you've got to get to a place because what you're getting ready to give birth to is going to be in a covenant relationship. I want to say this to you this morning with all of the love that's, that, that's in me today. The mindset that has been given to the church over the last many years in America has got to change concerning the church and its behavior. I'm not giving to you, as I said earlier, an unlivable gospel or unreachable gospel. But God does call his people to be a peculiar people, a set apart people, a holy people. And one of the things that I admire about the generation before us is this, is they did not want to live as close to the world and still have God, but they wanted to live as close to God and stay as far away as they could from the world. They understood the importance of purity. Listen, there is a move of God that's coming to this generation. But they have to be led. They have to have examples. They have to have men and women that can lead them into it. And if we're going to lead them into what God is birthing, then we got to make sure that we're pure vessels. So I think in this first 21 days of this year, God is just calling us self-examine. Position yourself to hear clearly so that you can be led by my spirit. But at the same time, he's saying, I'm not just wanting to purge you, but I'm wanting to purify. Because what I'm getting ready to birth is going to walk in a special anointing, a special power. This morning, Manoah simply said, now let it be what you've said and teach us what we should do. Here's what I'm asking from you as well as I'm asking of myself in recent days is to simply have that same attitude that Manoah had. Lord, do now what you said you was going to do, but Lord, instruct us on how to do what you're entrusting in our care. The purpose of Manoah's wife's visitation was to bring forth a Samson 
to remove the pillars. You and I today, the purpose of the visitation that we've been blessed with by the power of the Holy Spirit in this season, across this land and across the globe, is so that we too can give birth to a Samson generation that is going to have the power and the ability to put their hands on the pillars that's been supporting evil and begin to remove them. Notice with me, that is a domino effect. When you take a moment and you step back and you look at the Colosseum picture and you see all of the leaders of the Philistines and you see all of the people that was celebrating with them and that was enjoying and taking pleasure in their evil. They was from every walk of life. They was from every place across the nation. But it began to have an domino effect and it affected every part of that region. As the church begins to put its hands on the middle pillars of evil, what God's getting ready to do is going to have a domino effect and it's going to touch every area of life. And I believe that as we walk through 2022, that we are going to see things shake and rattle for sure. That there is going to be a proclamation made in this nation as well as other nations of the world that the one true God is very much alive and well. The question is today, will we surrender and will we yield as Manoah and his wife did? The purpose of our visitation cannot be ignored but it must be embraced. As we stand all over the house this morning. This morning as we are standing together, proclaiming together that Jesus is Lord. Please hear this preacher this morning. There's more. There's more There's more that we can do, but there's more that we can obtain by simply just surrendering our lives. The challenge is real, the struggle is real today across our nation. Sickness is at an all-time high in many areas. We are witnessing right now on a level that I've never witnessed in my life. We are witnessing the hearts of men are failing. Not just because of sickness and disease and not just because of a COVID pandemic. I have to be real and honest with you this morning. This is, this is not a genie that you can put back in a bottle and put the cork on. This is the result of evil men and demonic forces. It's not to be political at all. But they unleash something and they don't know how to control it. And now, therefore, we're dealing with it and we're going to continue to deal with it. It can only be dealt with supernaturally. But I could tell you this this morning, I have family this morning that's very, very sick. It's real. 
over the last two years, myself, I haven't over the last few months done very much at all, but over the last two years, but then over the last several months, Michael can even tell you, uh, Brother Jimmy can tell you, we've been in and out of homes removing bodies on an all-time high in Fayette County in the Whitewater Valley. Death is running rapid. Cancer is still moving, all-time high. Heart disease is still moving, times high. I read a report yesterday that was so mind-boggling to me, though, that in the last three months, we've lost more servicemen to suicide than we've lost more servicemen to COVID in, since 2020. Listen, the mind has been attacked, something awful. I've had people call me this week in panic. I just, I don't know if I want anybody to come in my home or not. I don't know if, I, what should I do, this and that and this and that. I've, I've got a cousin lying in the hospital very sick today. I've, I've got a sister-in-law that's tested positive for COVID in another state and needs a touch from the Lord. The list goes on and on. And many of you have the same story with your family and the people around you. But somebody's got to stand with reason. Somebody's got to stand with hope. Somebody's got to stand and proclaim that Jesus is Lord. And I'm not making light of all of the situations because my heart is heavy today, just like all of you. We bid goodbye to a friend very early yesterday morning. Sparky, he was, he was a case, but buddy, he was our friend. And he loved our family. And he would do anything for any of us boys, but... He, he stepped into eternity about 4 o'clock yesterday morning. Please hear me. We can't continue to spiral the way we are. Somebody's got to raise up the standard. Somebody's got to begin to proclaim life and take authority over darkness. And that's what I'm asking you to do today. Understand the purpose of our visitation. And I know we all like to be in unity and harmony and this and that. But we can't be in harmony with demonic things. So therefore, we're going to have to put on the garments that Paul wrote about. Put on the whole armor of God. Can I tell you, you don't need armor if you're going to walk in unity with demonic things. You only need to put on armor if you're going to begin to fight demonic things. We're not fighting people. We're fighting the kingdom of darkness. But we have to put on this armor. And we got to begin to pick up the sword, which is the word of the Lord. And we got to begin to take authority over our families, over our community, over our nation. How do I do that, preacher? By being bold in the Lord. By putting your trust in Him. By delighting in Him. I know people look at you strange if you're happy today. Because what what is there to be happy about? Can I remind you this world is not our home. We're just pilgrims passing through. But there's a place that's prepared for you and I just, just over yonder just over in glory land (coughs) excuse me
But I don't want to go by myself. I want to take you, your family, and your family's family. I want to take our community, our state, our nation with us. Amen. But we got to understand what our purpose is. Our purpose is this. We got to drive back darkness. And we got to be light and salt. So today I'm just going to ask you to pray with me this morning. Right where you are. I know it's a little different this morning. but I want us just to pray corporately before we leave today. And right where you're standing. Right where you're standing. Every head bowed, every eye closed just for a moment. I don't do this often, but I feel prompted by the Holy Spirit just now to do this. If you're under the sound of my voice in this room today. And this isn't to shame you. This isn't to embarrass you. But this is, I want to know who I'm praying for this week. But you would say, Pastor, I am, I'm one of those that's really battling in my mind. Because I just don't know right now. There's just a lot of things going on. That's really just causing me to be unsettled. If that's you, I want you to just lift your hand and put it right back down. God bless you. 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 This morning, you're here and you'd say, you know, I just feel just an anxiousness in my spirit. I want you to know this morning that God loves you. That God has a plan for you. And God wants to bring increase into your life. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you just to surrender right where you're at and say, God, I surrender and yield my life afresh this morning. And I want you to just put your trust in him right now and just let him know. Say, I'm going to commit my way unto you. And I'm believing for you to be my health, my strength. I'm believing for you to be my strong tower. I'm believing for you to be my refuge. I'm believing for you to be my salvation. Father, as they're praying right now, Father, we just begin to lift our voice corporately. I encourage you to lift your voice. Pray aloud this morning. Lord, today, as we lift our voices, Father, today we come praying together the prayer of faith corporately, believing and trusting that you really, truly are our source and our strength. And Father, today, while we see what's going on in our world and in our nation, Lord, there is reason for concern. And Father, today we stand knowing that you are our source and that you are our strength. And Father, today we know this, that we desperately need the healing virtue of Calvary to flow through our land. And Father, today those that are battling sickness and disease, we pray especially for them this morning. Lord, those that's lying in the hospitals that needs a special touch, Father, Lord, we lift them before you right now and we believe and trust you to do (coughs) what we're not able to do on their behalf but Father today those that's under the sound of our voice that lifted their hands and said that their minds just feel like they're tormenting (coughs) Lord they feel like they can't make it Lord it feels like they're overwhelmed in areas of their life Lord you know those areas and Lord you know that place of struggle and Lord we speak to that this morning Lord and we speak life over them (coughs) we speak joy over them We speak peace over them. And Lord, we decree and declare this morning that there will be increase in their life, that there will be joy and peace and rest. 
Lord, I speak to that dark thing that would try to torment their mind and steal their joy from them, Father, and I command it to be removed off their lives in the name of Jesus. And Lord, today I pray that we would have clarity of thought where we'd understand that the purpose of this visitation is to give birth to a generation that's going to walk with power and authority. So, Father, today I thank you for the anointing that's coming upon your church. Lord, I thank you for the increase of power and authority that's coming to your church. Young and old alike, Father. Lord, I thank you for the manifestation of your power and of your authority. Lord, I thank you that we are still able to operate in the flow of your anointing. Today, Father, I pray for every family. I speak peace to the unsettledness. I speak joy to the hurting. I speak a calm to the storms in their lives today. And Lord, I speak the words that you spoke to your disciples when you come walking on the storm that they found themselves in and you simply said, peace be unto you. Lord, I speak peace to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl right now in the name of Jesus. I command that that tormenting spirit that is plaguing the people of God in this season, I command it back to hell where it came from. And I speak joy. Lord, in your word it says, laughter doeth good like a medicine. Lord, let laughter come back to the home of the man of God and woman of God. Lord, let there just be joy around the dinner table this week. Let the peace of God, let the peace of God that passes all understanding, let it settle down in this room right now. And Lord, if there's one this morning, there's one this morning right now that just feels like they just can't go on. Right where they're standing, Father. I pray right now at this very moment that they would just feel your arms go around them. That they would feel you just undergirding them and picking them up and let them hear that still small voice of you just simply saying, I'm here and I will carry you for a season. Oh God, I speak right now. I speak to this body of people and those that's joining us by way of internet this morning I speak blessing over them I pray that you would bless them going in bless them going out I pray that be blessed in the city be blessed in the field Lord I pray that everything they put their hand to would prosper as they continue to follow after you Lord I speak unexpected favor unexpected blessings to come to them as they continue to walk this thing out by faith. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you for all that you've done in our lives. And I thank you for what you're doing presently, right now. But Lord, I'm so grateful that you're already in our tomorrow. And Lord, I thank you for the deliverance that's been birthed 
Lord, I thank you for the revival fires that's beginning to burn. I thank you, Lord, for what you've started in the many places. But, Father, I'm asking that that would expand. Lord, I'm praying that the wind of your spirit would begin to blow, that there would be a scattering of this anointing begin to sweep our nation. Lord, let strongholds be broken. Lord, as we stand, Lord, I'm asking that you would give us strength as individuals and as a corporate body, Lord, to put our hands on the middle pillars and begin to put our trust in you and begin to push in the spirit. And Lord, those things that's been controlling the atmosphere in this Whitewater Valley for many, many years, Lord, I'm believing they're coming down and that revival fire is getting ready to spread. So Lord, I ask for wisdom. I ask for knowledge. I ask for understanding to come to your people so we would navigate it correctly so that you would receive glory and honor in all that is done. In Jesus' name, we pray this prayer together. And the people of God say,